Hello and welcome to the Yellow Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Marhofer Dugger. Oh my gosh, I get to share one of my crushes with you guys. I'm ahead of the game. I've been crushing on her since 2016, but get ready. You're about to fall in love. Our guest today is Lisa Messenger, entrepreneur and founder of Collective Hub. She shares with us how she has spent years leveling up her business, building a business and creating a life that's sustainable, why it's important to know your strengths and become intimate with the dad and why that is so cool critical to your success. And she also shares with us why she wants to expand her business to the United States from Australia. We have so much to share with you and we have a surprise for you at the end. So you'll want to stick around. We're so glad you're here. I hope this is the best part of your day. Let's get started. Hello. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Hi. Oh my God. I'm going to be a total fangirl right now. <laughs> stare at you for a minute oh my <laughs> I've just done a spin class so I'm like hot and sweaty <laughs> well I just got done recording six hours of my book <laughs> how good oh, thank you well I, I have a I have a ways to go based on the information that I receive from you <laughs> oh. what's, your, what's your book code so it's not released yet. So I'm not releasing the title just yet, but. Ah, uh, okay. What's it about? I had the um, audio engineer ask me that today. And I said, it's a war for identity for women. If I could say it's about women finding that moxie in the middle of the war and not waiting until after it's over. I think that Ooh. we have this idea that we can't do something or create something beautiful until the war is done. And it's like, no, the power is right here, right now. So it's really about standing up on the inside, even if we're flat on the, on our face. <laughs> oh, I love that. So where are you based? You're near Austin. So I, so I'm actually probably just a little ways from you right now, but uh, I am, I'm also what's called the Texas Hill Country. And so it's I need to learn all of this. <laughs> <laughs> about an hour and a half from Austin. So, so it's a, it depends on what part of Austin you're headed to, but kind of at the, the cusp of Austin, it's probably about an hour and a half to get over here, but you're oh, a lot farther away from home. I know. I know. <laughs> we could talk about that. No, it was perfect. I was like, well, we made us, I saw you had a podcast. I was like, well, this is a good way to connect. And then who knows? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm so honored. I mean, literally, like I emailed you, I followed you since 2016 when my daughter, Chloe, and I, we went on a trip and we were in a Barnes and Noble and we kind of meandered up to the second story where they had the magazines. And I was like, oh, that's so pretty. Collective Hub. I've never heard of this magazine before. And she and I both were so drawn by the cover. And I sent you as issue 34. And I loved it. The girl was like on the hood of the car and I was like, ah, oh, I love this vibe. And then I opened I it. Love I did. I, that's what drew me in. It was the cover, but it was, it was the creativity, but there was something about it that just looked different than what I had ever seen before. And as I opened it, I just saw so much content that just really spoke to me. And Ooh. I still have it. It's in, it's in my treasure trunk at home. I've kept that magazine because it, it was a time when my daughter and I hadn't really taken a trip before like that. And that was really special, but I just held on to it. And so I was like, who makes this magazine? Lisa. And here I am. <laughs> I know. And that was in 2016. And so this is like really surreal. You oh God, know? We need so. to talk about all of that on the podcast. I love the synchronicity. And yeah, that's amazing. Oh. Yeah. So that's, that's how long. And so I just, I got on and started scouring uh, and went on to Instagram and found collective hub and you, and I just, <sighs> you're just, well, I say, this is what I say about certain people. You're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're yummy. <laughs> I'm like, I love seeing your I, I just love how you go from like, like this, you know, like, Hey, I just got out of spin class. Yeah, By the yeah. way, I love the way you set up your whole time while you're in Texas away from home with like fitness and your outings. And 
I just mm -hmm. love the intention. And that's yeah. one thing I've noticed about your life is that you are very intentional human being. I try. I don't yes. always do that, but thank you. <laughs> I don't think you could tackle what you've done in your life without it taking some gumption and intention, the grit and the grace. And so I see that in you. I told um, a friend of mine yesterday, I was sharing with her that I had the honor and pleasure of talking to you today. And I said, if I could say that's what really drew me into you beyond just the beautiful cover and into the content of, of your mag, it was you, you just possess that. Like I see that, that grace, that grit, that gumption, you're real. It you're just real. Like I, I get that. Like, I don't even know you, but I love you. Like I, that's how I feel. I'm like, and, and I, I can't say that I always find people that, you know, sometimes when you see someone on Instagram, it kind of seems out of reach or untouchable, but you inspire me. And I can't, I mean, sometimes, you know, we'll just kind of like, Oh, you know, they inspire me, but you legitimately inspire me. You have such kindness and generosity. I watched all that you did with the flood uh, in your hometown and near you. And I was like, oh, so oh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we'll have to meet in person. I know. Um, I'm going to be here for a while. So well, yeah. hey, you know, I'm going to take, I'll make whatever you say two o'clock in the morning. I'm there. I'll do whatever. <laughs> I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. So, Aww. so we have so much to talk about today. I can't wait to dialogue with you and share. Um, I'm trying to think, hmm, where do I want, where do I want to begin? I kind of told our our love story of how I found you and the fact that you said yes. So thank you. That's a significant part of encouraging hearts of women is just our yes is so empowering. And I want you to know human to human, I needed this conversation with you today. I was oh. having a really hard day yesterday. And when you responded, when I just thought, you know, these great people, sometimes they're never accessible and then I'm like oh my god <laughs> she messaged me back and she's in Texas I have to see her and so uh, it, it just you really really touched my life um doing that and so you just saying yes and I feel like it's just a an amazing example of how we impact other people's lives when we keep saying yes and we could translate that to oh my goodness Lisa how many hard things in your life have you said yes to when you could have said no yeah. Right. Then you, and you told me, so where do you want to begin in your story? Like, I love asking questions and digging, but <laughs> you outline some things. You want to start with why you're here? Yeah, I can start Yay. wherever. I'm a completely open book. You can ask me anything at all, but thank you for all those beautiful words. I feel a little bit emotional, but <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful thing is that I think like, in life, probably as much as you say you needed this yesterday, I probably need as you today, do you know what I mean? Because I'm finding myself in a completely new city, like I've never been here before. So that can be quite discombobulating, you know, like in Australia, um, kind of, I guess, a fair few people know who I am and know my brand and you can walk into most lifestyle stores and there's some book or affirmation card or something of mine and yeah. in Austin everyone's going to be like who are you so the fact that you know me I'm like oh that's so cool yeah. <laughs> of course I'll catch up or chat so yeah so it's like a beautiful beautiful connection so thank you oh well it's you know if you're going to leave Australia and come to here in the United States it's like Texas is a good place to land. I was thinking last night about our call and I was laughing because I remember taking a trip years ago to Ireland and the, they asked me a question. They said, are you from the United States? And I didn't say yes. I said, I'm from Texas. <laughs> because, you know, the thing is, is that when you're born and raised in Texas, we kind of like to believe that what other state is there? <laughs> This is the one that matters, you know. Yeah, I'm from Texas, you know. I could have said, yes, I'm from the United States. Well, I thanks. love that you wear that so proudly, though. Like, <laughs> it's so got, good. You can see I got some big, I got my big Texas hair going on today. I, <laughs> I need to get out of Austin and see, like, all, well, a lot more of Texas as well. Like, I feel like I've landed here and it's amazing. But I feel like I need to, like, get out and, you know, venture into the amazing state that it is. Oh, so yeah. I will do that. <laughs> well, 
uh, Australia is definitely on my bucket list of places to visit. So, and, and I have to say, I just, your accent is the best. I'm like, when someone is from Australia, I'm like, oh, keep talking, keep talking. Okay. So I'm, I'm looking at your, uh, your profile and it's, it's so beautiful. So you are, I know that you're an entrepreneur through and through. I think you just bleed entrepreneurship, but you inspire your, all of your tools, your, your information is incredible. You inspire, educate, and your tools are for entrepreneurs. And I love this. It says, and for seekers to live your best life. And you're the founder of Collective Hub, right? And Collective yes. Retreat and then Collective Hub Kids. Yes. So is Collective Hub the umbrella for everything that you do with your company? Yeah, pretty much. And the seeker part is really important to me. And you know what? Since I've landed in Austin, which is only what, day three and a half or something, what I love and people had talked about this before I landed. Um, so many people here just feel so open and so kind. And also, you know, I've been doing deep dives on social media. I feel like people genuinely seem to want to better themselves and live their best lives and get excited about things. And so far, that's the vibe that I'm getting. So I kind of always think the business side is amazing. And I love being an entrepreneur. It's, it's in my blood through and through. But the seeking side really for me is always about, you know, learning more and putting myself into counterintuitive, you know, situations such as just landing in Austin, never having been here before, and just always kind of pushing the boundaries and um, kind of getting comfortable being uncomfortable and all of that kind of thing. And in answer to your question, Collective Hub, is the umbrella brand. So um, I actually started my first business in 2001. So that is 21, nearly 21 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I started when I was four. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I started um, Collective Hub as the print mag that you've so kindly talked about in 2013. And then I did 54 issues of the print magazine. It was in 37 countries, closed it in 2018. And we can talk about why. But in July this year, um, issue 55 is coming out and it's bigger and better than ever. <laughs> and kind of under the Collective Hub brand does sit um, Collective Hub Kids, which we're just launching at the moment, which I'm so excited about. Probably for the reason when you said, you know, your daughter, you went and bought the mag with her. So many parents have said for so many years, oh my gosh, um, my daughter or my son read the magazine and it highlighted all the, you know, diversity and how many different careers there could be and that they could go and be a coder in Berlin or a, you know, I don't know, a fashion designer in Texas or whatever it happens yeah. to be. And so many people were like, oh my gosh, it's really inspired our children. And so for years, I've been wanting to um, launch a second brand, Collective Hub Kids. So yeah, that's coming out this year and lots of affirmation cards and books and digital courses and things that will really inspire and uplift kids as well. Oh, that's so exciting. The next generation, right? We yeah. want to invest in, in our young people and teaching them how to lead and empower them to do so at a young age and, and how they continue to overcome. I feel that we, we can equip our kids with so many tools so that they can be successful in their interpersonal world, as well as what they do in the workplace, right? Yeah. Because if you're if their soul is settled and they can draw strength and inspiration from, from within, we set them up to do so much better outside of, of the four walls of, of their home. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm very much, I mean, everything I do is kind of rooted in um, positive psychology and, um, you know, and I love kind of the whole Martin Seligman and his PERMA model, if anyone wants to look into that. And I just feel like, and I don't know, in the US, I guess, and I'm so excited to deep dive and learn, but certainly in Australia, you know, everyone's talking about wellness and holistic lifestyles now. And so I feel like, you know, there's a real space for this to kind of get that foundational piece for children and also secretly the adults while they're teaching the children, I think, around, you know, how do we actually um, garner and maintain that emotional intelligence and really get in touch with our feelings and all of the other things. So yeah, so that's that I'm really excited about. So good, Lisa. Yeah, because it's the 
it's the IQ and the EQ. And to bring those, to bring those two components together, it's, you, it's, it's power. It's, it's yeah. pure power to bring those yeah. two. And like you said, there is that space for, for the wellness and for the self-care and those checkpoints and those check-ins. And it's having conversations continuously around that to where it doesn't feel like just it's a taboo topic. And then it's, oh, it's so cute, <laughs> you know, yeah, cute to self-care and soul care. And I'm like, oh, it's so much more than that. This is mental health. It's vitality. It's life, right? It feeds everything on the inside of us to win the war within so that when those battles come on the outside, we, we can maintain a strong front when we have our soul settled. Oh, I love what you stand for. I love your words. I feel like we connected for a reason, but it's so true. And I feel like, you know, anyone who is an entrepreneur or anyone who's like living a big life or even working for someone else, I feel like we go on this trajectory of you start with this enormous passion and, you know, I just want to do this and it's amazing. And we throw ourselves into it. And I think largely, you know, until a certain point, it's all about the hustle and the grind and I'm just going to do better and I'm going to throw myself all in. But certainly what I've learned and observed over the years is unless we have that, um, you know, that self-care and that internal self-belief and that compassion and the ability to really nurture ourselves, you know, mind, body, spirit, however you read that, um, then we fall in a heap and, you know, people experience adrenal fatigue or burnout or they feel discombobulated or unhinged or not grounded or a myriad of other words and terms. But I feel like that happens and it's only often then that people go, oh, my gosh, I'm drowning like I need the tools. And so I'm very much around, you know, when life is amazing, let's tool up then, like let's really learn to harness all of those things and not become complacent. So yeah, I think it's really important. That's so powerful that I remember I had this, uh, this leader that was in my life for a while when I was younger. And I remember him saying, when you put the things in yourself that are strong and powerful and you put it in, when you think you don't need it, it will be there when you do. And like you just said, just armoring up and being able to have the tools that we need so that when it, it's like, it's not if the war is coming, it's when. It is. Because <laughs> it's going to be wars and battles, right? Like they going to come. <laughs> they come. And I say, I just got shivers down my whole body because I say all the time, you know, we cannot control what comes at us so often, but we can control how we choose to consciously respond. And if yeah. we have the tools, then we can do that. And I mean, myself, I've experienced all kinds of things, you know, I gave up alcohol 17 and a half years ago. I've been through a divorce, like lots of personal things. Um, I nearly lost my business in 2017. Like there's been lots of points. My father died four years ago. So like lots of stuff that kind of just comes or has come at me. And if I didn't have the tools, you just would be catatonic on the floor, rolling around in a ball, <laughs> you know, permanently. And so I feel like it's really important. And then as the world has seen these last two years, you know, none of us have been immune or have been able to escape, you know, COVID and none of us saw that coming. And in Australia, as you said, recently, we've had horrendous floods and two years prior to that was like bushfires. And so there's all sorts of, you know, economic or um, environmental factors, as well as what's going on in our own lives. And so I'm a really big believer that we cannot allow ourselves to become complacent because it's great when it's going along well. It's like, you know, I'm in a great relationship. My business is booming. You know, everyone loves me. I've got a really successful whatever. And it's that time when we're feeling like that. And I call it in flow state and everything's just juicy and wonderful and amazing. I feel like that's when we really need to dig in and continue to do the work. And I don't know, um, I, I need to learn all the nuances of the US and Texas in particular, but I'm so excited to find out, like, am I just talking complete hogwash? Is this like Australia and something or other? Or is this, you know, how people are thinking over here as well? <laughs> no, you're, you know what? You're going to shine you will, you will continue to shine wherever you are. You have so much goodness on the inside of you. And I am so excited about you bringing what you have been doing for years and, and thriving there and that you are bringing that more into and, and immersing us into your goodness. So um, absolutely, I, I believe that that what you have and what you're bringing is, is going to just, it, it's gonna explode. 
like this expansion is such a good, it's such a good move for you. And when I, when I see your life and just circling back to something I said earlier to you that you inspire me is that it's one thing to, to talk about kindness or to talk about generosity. It's another thing to actually live that and breathe that. And, and I see that in you and I see that in your just really getting to know you, even though it's through Instagram, I think it's because you're, you know, you do take the mask off, which I don't have half the time. I'm like, I don't think Lisa wears one. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the makeup when you have your artist and your hair is blowing. But other than that, I'm like, I just feel like what you see is, is who you get. That's the vibe that I get from you. And uh, it's so refreshing. I want to talk a little bit more about what you've done and what you've been up to, because (laughs) you did something really hard that you shared that it was an incredibly painful experience about your magazine in 2018. Will you share a little bit about that with us? I will. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. So in 2013, so so I'm going to go back a little bit because people may relate to this. So I started, as I said, my first business, it was actually the 22nd of October, 2001. My partner's always like, how do you remember all these dates? I have this weird mind for dates. Um, But it wasn't until 2013, February, 2013, that I launched the magazine and that came out of a pain point. And so I often say to people, you know, when something that is painful or a time of adversity, you know, if you can sit with that and then almost reframe it and allow yourself to get angry or feel it, then in my experience, that is when my best ideas and my best things have come and grown from that uncomfortability. So I think that's a really important lesson. So what happened for me was um, I'd kind of for the first, say, 11 years of having my own business, I over-serviced, under-charged, was everything to everyone, didn't really have systems and processes in place. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, you want me to help you with a business plan? Great. You want me to help you do some marketing? Great. I just kind of said yes to everything. And that was not a clever or sustainable way to run a business. And I ended up becoming resentful and burnt out. And so the reason the magazine started was I looked around me and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm surrounded by all these inspirational, innovative thought leaders. And in the media at the time, all I was reading about was, um, you know, this person's amazing. And, um, you know, and I just sort of saw very surface level stuff. And I was like, always asking, but how, but how, but why, but why? Like, how did they get that funded? How did they find the supply chain? How did they come up with the idea? Where did they manufacture it? So I was always left asking all these questions. And so in 2012, I came up with this idea and I was like, I'm just going to start a magazine. And what was interesting about that, even back then, was that people said print was dead or dying and that, you know, there were no, there was no room for magazines anymore. And I'd never worked up for a magazine or the media. So I kind of came at it from a, you know, the industry is dead or dying. It's already highly saturated. You have no credibility. (laughs) But you know what I had was this just, um, and I think this is, you know, really important lesson number two is to really feel deeply into what is your purpose, you know, what lights your soul on fire. And for me at the time, it came out of frustration, like I'm kind of bored in my business by that stage I was kind of making good money but it was kind of just the same thing I had the systems and processes in place and I was like I really want to make an impact I want to give voice to other entrepreneurs and I want to you know showcase all these incredible people and at the same time I want to inspire and educate and lift the hood on and tell the story behind the story and make it raw real kind of authentic and vulnerable so what happened was because I felt into my purpose so deeply, it just started and it was extraordinary. And within, so I started in Australia within 18 months, it was in 37 countries, like literally from going from nowhere. Um, I got an email in, um, I think it was November, 2014. So um, just like it hadn't even been going 18 months from, and it said in the subject line from the office of Anna Wintour. And it said, you know, Anna would, it was from one of her three PAs or something. And they said, Anna would love to meet with you in New York. And I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> so this little Aussie, you know, had gotten on the radar of Anna Winter at Condé Nast in New York. And so I flew over and met with her and 
everyone was like, what are you going to wear? And I was like, well, she asked to meet with me. You know, yes, I'm going to try and look good, but she asked to meet with me. And that's another great lesson, I think, like meet with people as equals. She wanted to talk to me about how we were having this success and how I was doing things differently. So, you know, it it was extraordinary. I'm getting, and I'm getting to your point around, you know, breaking it. Um, But it, it really, I had three or four years of just this extreme heights, you know, um, Richard Branson asked me to go to Necker Island with him. I've since shared a stage with him five times, like just my dreams, Uh like bigger than my dreams, just like everything opened up for me. And I would say it's not because I was clever or I knew what I was doing because I didn't at all. It was because I was just super passionate and I just kept going and I didn't take no for an answer. And I um, bucked the status quo and just did things differently. But getting to your point about what happened next was that I'd gone from having three staff and a turnover of a couple of million dollars a year. And suddenly in Sydney, I had 34 full-time staff and about three and a half million dollars um, of fixed salaries. I had suddenly a penthouse office that cost $350,000 a year. Um, you know, the turnover was several millions of dollars. And, you know, and I was running now a very large um, global business in 37 countries. And even though there were 34 full-time staff, I probably had close to 300 like freelancers and people. So what happened was I went from a very small business to quite a large global business fairly quickly. And so what was happening was the brand was amazing and your testament to that. I mean, you bought it in Kansas and people were having it all over the world. And I stepped fully wholly solely into the best version of my purpose but underneath because I'd never run a business of that size I was hemorrhaging cash I didn't have the right systems and processes in place I grew too quickly like just scaled at such a phenomenal rate that it was just a bit of a disaster underneath um, which is kind of shocking and amazing at the same time because you don't know what you don't know until you're there and you know everyone always says they want to step into their purpose and they want to create something really big and what I would say is bigger is not necessarily better we need to be able to build something in a really sustainable way so after 54 issues in April 2018 I made a really difficult decision to close the print magazine and people often say to me what's the most courageous thing you've ever done and it's kind of twofold one would be having the courage to start it and having the courage to close it because there was a lot of potential ego and identity wrapped up in this you know thing that was in 37 countries and people were inviting me to the greatest parties and the you know everything the world was my oyster but I was like if I'm gonna truly continue to stay on purpose which is around igniting human potential I cannot do it if my company is bleeding and I can't be the best version of myself and at that point I was literally going home every day and like falling into a heap on the bathroom floor even though I had the tools and just crying every day and then I would front up to the office and be like okay let's go (laughs) and so that's why I did it and um and I've seen a lot of people particularly female entrepreneurs who have created amazing things and then they share similar parallel stories even if they're in different industries where suddenly um we've grown too fast and we haven't got the right systems and processes in place and around that I'll just say one more thing which is I think it's really important to understand our strengths. And for me, I am a brilliant founder and I'm a great visionary and leader. And I come up with kind of a million ideas before they've even begun. But I need really data oriented, detailed people around me <laughs> to make sure that everything is, you know, being sliced and diced properly and that you know all the financials like now on a daily basis I mean the business now is actually much bigger than it was then and we can get to that and why that is but um there's not a day that goes by when I'm not looking at every kind of you know financial data reporting um even though my sweet spot is being a creative and you know that isn't my sweet spot but it's um it's just an imperative to get intimate with the data if you're going to run you know any kind of business let alone a big global business <laughs> thank you for sharing that that's remarkable it truly is and thank you for your vulnerability 
You know, it's like we can, most people may not look at Lisa Messenger and see you on the bathroom floor and then <laughs> wiping it off the day before and be like, okay, troops, you know, we, we just see the, we see Collective Hub, we see the magazine, we see the resources, we see the tools. And I find myself saying so often lately, we don't consider what it takes behind the scenes. And and that's the person we see in the mirror every day. That's yeah, exactly. And it, and it ties into and it connects us back to that soul care to be able, like you said, the world is my oyster. And yet, what about our soul? We can we can gain everything. If we lose that, we just feel empty. And I, I feel it's so powerful too, how you describe the the process and what you knew that you needed to have in place. And and I'm reading between the lines here and you say what you, what you do now in, in your life and how you function and how you run your company and your business day to day that you've gained so much insight and understanding through that pain. Like, do you want to repeat the struggle? Probably not, <laughs> but <laughs> what we can't deny the, the power that you gained, the good that came from the process. And, and thank God that you, that you gained so much insight and understanding to create something bigger and better. And oftentimes we find it really hard. Like you said, it's tied to our ego, our identity. And I, that resonates with me. I, I had a, a business at one point, same thing that I knew I was supposed to lay it down and it just didn't, it didn't make sense. But the only thing it didn't make sense to was my ego and my pride. It, wasn't <laughs> it didn't make sense to my soul, right? Like the the health and well-being of of my interpersonal world was crumbling and falling apart and i knew i needed to let it go and on the other side of that yes going back to what we say yes to that can seem so hard in the moment what we don't realize is there's so much more on the horizon for us right like <gasps> i just oh get shivers again <laughs> like oh, here what? you are here you what? are what I'm if just... you know what if lisa you had not shut that down, would you be in a position where you're expanding? I mean, maybe your brand would have grown, but could your soul have, have maintained the, the capacity to expand, right? Mm -hmm. And like you be miserable, you have all of this around you, but now you have joy, your soul is settled and it's carrying you into this new, beautiful expansion and, and season of your life. That's just a re remarkable. And I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I'm just trying to paraphrase. <laughs> like you discovered your boundaries. You discovered some boundaries in your life. You said yes to a lot of things. And now you can say yes to the right things to make room for the good of, mm -hmm. of what's supposed to be in your life. And, and you're, and that carries throughout your company. So you're teaching your leaders around you and us that are that are with you and joining you on your journey. And you found out what your non-negotiables are. I love that you said, I was like, hey, we could do a podcast Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And you were like, kiss, kiss. I don't do Saturdays. <laughs> I'm like, you go girl. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. So I have really, <laughs> yeah. strong boundaries now around certain things although it's interesting traversing time zones right because yeah. normally when I was working in Australia I say to people um I, I kind of divide my day generally into two so before 10 a.m I say that it is about me time and it's about proactive conscious time so uh, generally it's about exercise be that yoga or spin class or personal training or whatever it is um, it's about me listening to a podcast it's about journaling and meditating and kind of feeding myself and then from 10 a.m it's like game on okay and then it's like reacting to whatever I need to do and what is required of me and you know I always say that that's my way and my story is my story and listen to the similarities not the differences and that won't work for everyone you know if they have kids or whatever but it's interesting now being in Austin because now I'm working you know uh, the Australian time I kind of start work about 4 p.m until 9 p.m with my team I do back-to-back -back meetings so now I'm like having to change the way that I do things but I'm again very I try to be very conscious around, you know, boundaries. And like you said, not negotiables. You're speaking my language, language girlfriend. I love it. <laughs> I think it's, it's really important because um, 
particularly as we grow, you know, bigger brands and or you have different hats to wear, being a mom or a wife or whatever the thing is that you have in your life. And there's always a multitude of people wanting to pull us in different directions. And if we just keep saying yes to everything, then we kind of end up, in my experience, being not particularly good at anything to anyone. So that's why I put certain structures in place where it's like, no, this is, this is my time, which I think is really important. That's amazing. And so powerful. And what are some tips that you can give us when I know that you said your schedule is, is a little different right now because you're working, you know, with both sides, right. In Ooh. Australia and here when you're here, uh, what would you say is, is a rhythm for you? Let's just say when you are at home, uh, when, when you are in Australia, what, what are some rhythms in your life that, that help to ground you? And we could say boundaries and, but can you unpack that just a little bit for us? What are, what are some of those modalities or tools that you find really work for you to carry you through to the next day? I love this. And I'm very big on rituals, routines, and disciplines. And I feel like, and it often, again, it's counterintuitive to being an entrepreneur because a lot of people are like, I'm going to have my own business for freedom and choice. Oh, now I have to have rituals and routines and discipline. It sounds counterintuitive, right? But I have learned the only way for me to be successful or to move through life is to have these things that do keep me grounded. Um, so for me, it's very much around exercise. So for example, as soon as I um, landed in Austin, I was like, okay, I need a gym. So I found Barry's and I found Equinox and I've joined both. Um, I'm like, I just need to get on this so that I can get into some, you know, routines around I go and do my exercise, then I can, you know, do everything else. I do a lot of journaling so um, I have a gratitude journal a lot of the products that I produce just quietly are things that I've wanted and I love so I'm like oh I'm going to make a gratitude journal oh vision and action I'm going to make a vision and action journal so um, that's why I love so much about what I do I get to create you know the tools that I want in my own life so um, the other thing I would say about that which has become one of the most important things. And I think this is happening the world over. So if I go back to when I broke Collective Hub in its um, format that it was in in 2018, I actually made a decision pre-COVID, well pre-COVID, to decentralise my whole team. Because what I realised was even though I had 34 full-time staff in the office, I looked around and it's kind of ironic. My um, bookkeeper, who's now my CFO, so Chief Financial Officer, Kate, has been with me 14 years. She was never one of my full-time staffers. She was, she's always been a consultant. Jody, who um, looks after all my logistics and distribution globally, has been with me nine years. Again, she's never been one of the full-timers. And Kevin, my IT guy, I go on and on and on. Like so many of my team who've been with me, you know, often 12 plus years, were never part of that team. So in 2018, I decided to do away with having an office and decentralize so that um, my, my team could work from wherever they wanted. Um, I was no longer measuring success or productivity by time in office or bums on seats. It's very much now around key performance indicators and output. And I've found that doing it that way is so much more productive and efficient. And my team are so happy because they can work according to their own schedules. You know, if they love going and doing yoga in the middle of the day or they want to go to the beach or they want to do whatever they want to do, I let them do that. If they've got kids and they want to pick them up from school or do school drop-off. So it's very much now around, you know, um, productivity and efficiencies as opposed to time in office. So coming back to your question, with that becomes an absolute not negotiable in terms of rituals, you know, routines and disciplines, because otherwise we'd all be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to open the fridge 20 times a day and I'm going to snack. And I, like, you'd be all over the place and discombobulated. So that's where I've learned, okay, I need to get up, do my exercise, write in my gratitude journal, you know, do some free writing and some journaling, meditate, you know, so they're the practices that keep me kind of grounded and you know and there's certain things um around you know getting into routines around eating healthily and eating clean and you know I had to find this morning where's whole foods you know I need to go and find fresh produce so I think it's really important you know I think the beautiful thing is now 
you know, a gift, if there can be one from COVID, is that so many people are working from home or have this hybrid working situation. But what comes with that is we need to learn new disciplines and a new way of being and a new way of showing up and a new way of being productive. And that's very tricky sometimes for people who know that they arrive in an office, you know, they chat around the water cooler, they have a certain sense of um, purpose that is given to them every single day. And when we're left to, you know, fly and succeed on our own, we have, we have to create those, our own rituals and routines in order to thrive. I completely agree with you. Yeah, that's, it's so powerful, really, because it's like when you are an entrepreneur and you have these 24 hours that you're looking at every day, what are you going to put in that, right? When do you want to wake up? And it's, it's so empowering to know that we have the freedom to choose what goes in those time slots. And when we combine that with intention, something that I've learned in my own life a couple of years ago, when, when COVID showed up, I've, uh, let's see, I started, I was um, in corporate America working for a human resources firm. And in 2002, I struck out and just decided I wanted to begin coaching and I wanted to take my business, you know, full time. And I was actually pregnant at the time with my second child. And I, I haven't since then, since 2002, October of 2002, I haven't, I haven't worked. You're a year later than me. We practically started at the same time. I love this. We had our Octobers. Um, we're October babies for our entrepreneurship. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, doing that just, of course it changed my life, but there was a lot to figure out you know, punching a time card and someone else telling you where to be and what to do. It was like, oh, wait, I've got, that's on me now. I need to do those things. And there is such a learning curve uh, to that process. But like you're saying, it's so life-giving when, when you have your, your work schedule and your home life and knowing how to integrate those. And we, when we choose well, we can live well. And knowing that it takes that intention and the intuition to have our successful days as an, as an entrepreneur and knowing that the, the power comes not just from the freedom, but knowing that we have choices, it's the power to choose what we create. I love that. Yeah. And, and the word intention, I think is so important because I think so many people glorify being busy, you know, and any one of us can fill up those 24 hours a day. And a lot of that, again, coming back to, you know, ego and identity is like, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to say yes to everything. And I'm so busy and I'm so important and I'm, and it's frenetic energy. And it's like, you know, just, just pause and go, well, why am I glorifying being busy? I mean, I really try and change my vernacular and my answers when someone says how are you rather than saying I'm good I'm busy I'm so busy I really try and consciously think how am I well actually today I'm not feeling so great or you know oh I'm productive you know I'm really on point I'm on purpose so really consciously choosing my languaging around things and then actually stepping into that and trying to live it Mm. oh that's so good Lisa yeah and we put a it's like our words that's our pen. You know, it's like the words that we say is the pen that we're writing in, in our story every single day. We don't often think of that, whether we're physically sitting down and journaling, but how we, how we speak and what we say, and also knowing that it's okay to say we're not okay, or it's okay to, to take some time to rest. And I love what you said, not falling into that habit of glorifying being busy and it's over, it's overrated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Overrated. (laughs) It is overrated. And um, it's interesting. I ran a workshop in Australia two weeks ago for about 50 women. And um, I just did a really simple exercise with them. And I asked them like, what are three things that you consciously choose that bring you joy and make you happy? You know, and that could be as simple as a dance class or, but like it was, they almost all froze. And I feel like so many of us, particularly entrepreneurs, we feel like we're having to strive and succeed. And so often we forget about what, what actually makes us happy or what can we allow ourselves to take time out to do without beating ourselves up? I mean, I've been, I don't know about you, but for years, I'm like, you know, if I, the other day when I got here, I went kayaking and I was like, oh my gosh, it's like work time. What am I doing? But it's, 
it's in my experience it's only when we allow ourselves the time and space and the freedom to go and nourish and nurture our souls and play i mean play is such an underrated word and thing to do and it's often that our greatest ideas come when we're not just trying to like you know beat out things on the keyboard and try and do more and achieve more and be busy you know when we actually I mean, let's yeah change the conversation to be like, actually, I went kayaking today. Yay, go me! And not feel like we have to apologize not for it. About it right? <laughs> yeah, the I, I feel like that shame begins to encroach our thought process. It's it's our as you're as you were sharing. It's a mindset having that mindset of rhythm instead of a routine, and knowing that our routine will naturally come. If we can just take time to decompress, sit back, pause, breathe, reflect, know that, you know, it, and it's interesting. We think that requires so much time in our day. If we will, if we will intentionally press pause to regenerate our soul and to be able to really reflect, it's like reflection is this evergreen gift that just keeps on going and keeps flourishing in our, in our souls. If we'll give time to it and if we'll if we'll feed it. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I look more and more at my life and the choices that I make and ask myself, is this sustainable? Is this actually sustainable? Is this something I want to manage? Is this something I want to heal? Is this something that will change the trajectory of my life in a powerful way? Is this sustainable? I feel like if we can come back to that is it just another routine? Like if we begin asking ourselves the why, instead of being so focused on the how, I call that like that fast food mentality of just give me the, you know, we, we just flip through the magazine because we want to find the recipe or we want to find out how she did it or how he did it. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's like, Lisa, I want to know that you were on the bathroom floor. Like, I want to know that you, that that's what you went through to know that you needed to close your magazine, to have conversations and invitations with Richard Branson or Anna Wintour, Jamie Oliver. Like, I want to know what it took to make all that happen. And it's like, for you, it's like, okay, that happened. And then you still kept discovering so much about yourself. And I don't know that that process ever stops. And I'm thankful for that. If we attach ourselves to that, right? I hope it never stops. I feel like, and I mean, I still shock myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I not know that? Or how did, (laughs) (laughs) like, surely, you know, but I mean, that's kind of the beauty of life. And it's where it's really important to have the tools and to not beat ourselves up, right? Because every day, we're learning and every day something comes at us that kind of we feel unhinged or discombobulated or like, oh my gosh, why did, how did that just happen? But you're right. Keep coming back to the why. Gosh, I love that. And the feeling like um, it's funny. Someone said to me, I was doing a speaking gig um, recently and from the audience, they were like, I want to be like you. I want to be on stage all the time. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, you know, it's a, it's, it's a really important question because I, that happened because I ended up having a story to tell and that's why I've ended up on stage and I love sharing it. But if I just went, I want to be the greatest speaker, but I have no substance to that and I haven't got learned history that I can genuinely authentically share, am I going to be a great speaker? You know, so I always ask people what the intention is, what the why is, you know, and I think I love that you just said that. And I often say, and and this is very much a Simon Sinek thing, but it's like, you know, if you, if you truly step into your why and you have a really great sense of what your purpose is, then the how kind of has a way of, you know, just showing up, I think. I mean, that I've really experienced so many times Um, When you just really, when I really feel into, you know, this is my purpose, I feel this in every single cell in my body, the synchronicity and the serendipity and what kind of suddenly starts to surround me. I mean, it's probably no accident that you reached out to me and here we are, you know what I mean? And who knows where this will go or whatever else, but, you know, 
things just happen when you kind of like, I mean, for me, it was like, okay, I'm in Austin, you know, I'm here in America, I'm here to kind of grow the brand and tell people about what we're doing and things. And then you reached out and we're like, let's chat. And I was like, oh, let's do podcast. And here we are. And who knows? I love it. I <laughs> you love put it out there and things happen. <laughs> and the universe called Lisa. <laughs> said, right? <"Yes." laughs> I love that. I love yeah. living. I love living in the universe of, of yes. It's great. You know, some, some things fell through and then I was like, you know, I'm not going to let this get the best of me. And, and I was like, wait a minute, Lisa messenger said she was in, she's in Texas. I'm just going to just, you know, step out in faith and shoot her a message. And, and I was like, ah, oh, I'd love to just make some kind of connection. And so again, I'm just so grateful. Okay. So I want to go back to, cause I know we just have a little bit of time time left. So I think about what you just said, someone in the audience saying, I want to be like you. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, I think this, you're going to say this at your next retreat. Well, I don't know. Have you spent time on the bathroom floor? <laughs> <laughs> sister, tell me how long you've been on the bathroom floor and then you can come to the stage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's very Brene Brown. Like, yeah, it's like kind of what she says about you know, being in their arena or whatever. I mean, there's so many, yeah, there's so many amazing people who share yeah. these kind of analogies. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's it, isn't it? There's no magic pill or elixir. I mean, we can listen to, and I often say, you know, listen to lots of different people, read avidly, and then kind of synthesize and make it your own. But it is really the lived experience, your own lived experience, I think, that lets us keep leveling up and leveling up. And um, people often say to me, oh my gosh, you take so many risks. Like, why? And I'm probably like you. I'm like, well, I've kind of been at it for 20 plus years. So I've kind of failed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's some things that have worked. So I'm like, okay, I can push the boundaries a little more, a little more. And I think the ability to, you know, take risks and also, you know, have that confidence and self-belief is only through failing so many times and learning from the mistakes and then moving on and knowing um, how much more I can push the boundaries. So, yeah, so, so read, listen, you know, soak everything up, immerse yourself, be a seeker, but then synthesize for yourself and have your own learned experiences. I love that. I love that. I actually remember hearing Anna Wintour do a masterclass and, and if Anna ever listens, I'm paraphrasing, but I remember her, <laughs> I remember her uh, alluding to something like this, that find out who you are, you know, find your moxie, find out what's on the inside of you, but it's got to be your voice. You, you've got to, you've got to keep your voice in the process. And as human beings, we're, we're seeking that antidote for our soul. And for mm. those days when we just can't seem to get off the bathroom floor or to really pull it together. And so we're, we're looking and we're seeking for that how, because we've gotten so busy that we've gotten away from having the time and the mm. space to create intention to begin to say, why am I here again? Right. That knowing that we want to take a risk, you know, it's not that, that so many people, they're not risk takers or they don't have the courage or the tenacity to do it. It's like, how do we cross over that line of continuing to take those continuing to take those risks. And for you to lay that out, it's, it's knowing that we will fail. Ooh. You and I, we will fail. It's not going to, we, we know now we've done this long enough to know that the beauty that's on the other side of that is, is worth it. We don't always know the outcome. Most of the time we don't, right? This <laughs> oh, didn't work out the way I thought it was going to. But man, the relationships that you gain along the way are invaluable. The relationships, the, the momentum that happens in those moments to keep creating beauty. And I feel like you do it enough. Something's going to shake out of all that. That's just fabulous, right? That's, that's amazing. Okay. So I want to, I wanted, I wanted to ask you this, you've managed to break and then remake your brand. You've done over 60 books, journals, affirmation cards in the past 18 months. 
wait for it people wait for it and you've now sold over four million products what <laughs> let's go sister are you kidding and that's and that's really just in Australia and Australia compared to the US is like so tiny I mean we have a population of I think 25 million people what is the population of the US they everyone always says yeah everyone always says whatever you do in Australia you do at least like 10 to 20 times you know as many in America so I feel like Australia is a good little baby training ground and then the US is like where it's really at <laughs> but um yeah, but the beautiful thing is I feel like, and I think this is probably something so important to everyone and you've just talked about it a little bit, is just there's not a day that goes by where I don't check in with myself on what my purpose is and um, that's what keeps me going and that's what keeps me accountable because I feel like, you know, there are so many opportunities and people could be like, hey, Lisa, let's do this. And sometimes it's like, oh, my gosh, that sounds great from a, ego perspective or a fun perspective and I just keep coming back to what's my purpose to ignite human potential how do I do that I create you know tools to inspire and educate across print digital and events I mean that's really the the crux of it within that I can play and try different modalities and all of that kind of thing but ultimately that's what I'm doing um and so because now I have a fully decentralized staff which means you know I don't have to have the best people within a 20 kilometer radius of my office <laughs> you know I have people working for me all over the world who are amazing and so yeah now we're really able to produce um, a lot of books and journals and um, I've written which I don't know if you have any of my books but I'll definitely send you some and for anyone listening they're all on um, collectivehub.com but um, I've written books in real time so I always choose it's like a choose your own adventure most people um and with you probably you become the guru of something and then you're like no I'll write a book on it I always go like when I broke the magazine and closed the office I came up with a title which was work from wherever and I was like okay I'm gonna now learn over the next year how to work from wherever and I'm gonna write a book about it and when I was breaking the magazine and I knew we were hemorrhaging cash um I came up with the title risk and resilience and I was like I'm gonna write a book about how to get the hell out of this <laughs> um I've actually written nine books that are very much the journey all the way through which people kind of love because they're my rawest things that I write in real time and then all of the others are things that I've created that I just love like I said the gratitude journal and a best life journal and a know your numbers journal and like all of these products and they've just like exploded and so the thing is I think I broke the mag but then I was like I'm gonna keep creating I just need to find a much more sustainable way to do it and I mean I won't get into the granularity of that but a lot around a lot of that is around the modeling and um, a lot of our distribution channels for the magazine were through traditional newsstand um, and what we've done is we've kind of changed it up and we've got like a very large e-commerce business now but also because of the books they're very lifestyle-y so we've got like you know lifestyle stores everywhere that we're kind of going through so I changed the the format and the modality a bit and then it just gave us a whole different world to play in so hopefully the U.S. likes us and hopefully you'll be seen on a shelf near you soon or they, they will love you how can they not love you look at your beautiful <laughs> smile and your every your charisma oh. and everything that comes out of you you oh. are brilliant and such a multifaceted phenomenal human being and oh. it comes out in everything that you do and I just adore that ignite human potential and I find that I, it seems that the words accountability and vulnerability feel like they're dirty words and it's interesting because it's like no they're words of power if we can stay accountable and always come back to what is our passion what's our why what's our mission I feel that that right there at the core that's where that sustainability comes from. We can mm -hmm. come back to that. You know, we can, like you said earlier, we can have these lofty ideas or someone may, may bring an idea to the table or another visionary may come. And it's like, when, when we hear that, we have to, we have to go back to, but does this ignite human potential? That's your filter, right? Like yes. that's, your, 
that's the filter that these ideas run through. And if it gets stuck somewhere along the way, we, we set that down. It's like you've, you've learned this process of your ego of that's not important to you. Like that's like, it's there, but you've been, you've gone through this tempering process of knowing I want this to be sustainable and I want, I don't want to just be happy. I want to be filled with joy. You know, happiness is fleeting, but that joy is, it anchors us, right? It's sustainable. Like joy lingers, like, like you can go through hard stuff. You can go through pain, but you can still have that as crazy as it sounds like God can help anchor us with that joy to be able to say, that's when people look at you and go, Lisa, you are going through hell. And I don't know how you're getting through this. And you're like, I don't know either, but <laughs> so much, I'm going to make it to the other side. I'm going to do this. And, and the village, you know, the village and the community. And I just, that concept conceptually, what you've done with your team and, and how you you support them in their home life and their work life and being able to integrate those successfully. That's beautiful. And it's, it started with you realizing that this is, this is not only working, I'm thriving. And to be able to let, let that energy be dispersed throughout your team. I love that you ignite human potential within yourself. And then it just has had this ripple effect in your life. Like you, you create out of your essence of who you are. That's um, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Are you not the most divine human? <laughs> <laughs> well, ditto. Okay. So you're trying to grow your brand here in the U.S. So the more people that get interested, that's what we want. So you have a few things you want to share with us before we wrap up today. So tell us a little bit about that. And then I think you have something a little special that you wanted to offer to our listeners. Oh, yeah. So thank you. And um, yeah, thank you, Julia. That's I'm very, very kind of you. I mean, I don't want to sell anything to anyone. I just, you know, I'm very much around attraction and hopefully if people kind of like what they've heard or whatever, then it would just start to permeate throughout. But yeah, but I'm over here really to explore and play. And as I said, I feel like Australia is like a little testing ground and this is the, the this is like the big sister or the big brother of Australia, the US. So it's exciting. Basically, if people go to collectivehub.com, um, they can check out in the shop, like all of different products and things and yeah just spread the word I think and I'm going to give you a code but it needs to go in the show notes because when we chatted on email my team is still asleep in Australia (laughs) but what I'll organize is a 20% off all products um so we'll give them a special code yeah but um any and all help is much appreciated (laughs) That's that's amazing that's so generous of you well thank you so much and your investment in, in us today is unprecedented. And I just say, thank you. Thank you for saying yes. And I know that you are going to encourage so many hearts and someone listening to this has been contemplating a risk to take. And it's, you know, that fear. And we just lock horns with that and say, bring it on. We don't know what's on the other side of it, but bring it on. Bring it on. That's right. There's goodness. So you're amazing. How, how like, epic. (laughs) So thank you so much, Lisa, for spending time on the Yellow Soul podcast. We hope that your stay in Texas is abundant and blessed and that you make all the connections that you need to grow and expand your business here. Amazing. And anyone can reach out to me on Lisa Messenger or Collective Hub. So yeah, I read all my messages. So yeah. Yes. We'll put all of that in the show notes for sure. Where can our listeners find you? Where Where's the best place to land? Just well at Lisa Messenger or at Collective Hub or across every social media platform. So, but mostly Instagram is where I kind of connect with most people on a daily basis. So, which is where we connected. So it's perfect. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, well, you have a wonderful stay and we'll be in touch soon. Thank you. Here's Amazing. my new friend. <laughs> yeah, new friends. I love this. Thanks, Julia. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Yellow Soul podcast today with a special episode with Lisa Messenger. She provided us with an immense amount of insight and wisdom from her journey. 
And I hope that this episode stirred up as much hope in you as it did in me. And you may know someone that needs to hear the content that you heard today. So please share this with a friend. I want to encourage you to go visit Lisa's website and use that amazing code for 20% off of all of her products that she's provided to our Yellow Soul listeners. You can find her website again in our show notes, but go to us.collectivehub.com. Com and enter the code WILD20 at checkout for 20% off of all of her products. And don't forget to connect with Lisa on all social media platforms. And again, her contact information is in the show notes. And go out and rate and review my podcast. Leave me a comment. It would mean the world to me. I would love to know, what do you want us to talk about? What are some conversations and dialogues that would matter to you? I want to hear from you because if it's defined you, it matters. So let's talk about it. Friend, until next time, thank you for leaning in with me again. Lisa, we love you and we are honored that you invested in us. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.